You're listening to Morning with Megan. Today I sit down with Jake Dill. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are with Jake Dill, fellow comedian, fellow improviser, fellow man about town, and DJ? <laughs> for K-Rock, which is the coolest thing to me. Hi, Jake. How you doing? Doing for, there's that radio voice. That's what the people that want. We're doing good. That's where wait, it's wait, at. Wait, wait. That's How that moneymaker. Hang on. How's it going? <laughs> How you guys all doing out there in podcast land? <laughs> Even better. That's amazing. Um, Jake, you started working for K-Rock fairly recently. How's that been for you? Pretty great. Um, yeah, I think my first show was on like early November. And that was just, you know, every Sunday, like for five or six hours. And then it's gone really quick. Ever since then, it's just been boom, boom, boom. And now I'm Monday through Friday with the morning show. Um, and then my Sunday shows are tracked. So for the time I've been there, I don't know if I could be happier from where I'm at now. God, that is so stinking cool. It is so cool. And for those of you who don't know, Jake has been a longtime radio DJ. He was on the air in Seattle. He was on the air in LA for a long time with Alt987. And now he's over at K-Rock, which I told Jake this, but for me is like, the biggest nerd girl out thing. Cause when I was in middle school, I lived right down the street from K rock when it was over above like the Daltz building, which is now like not macaroni girl. I forget what it is. It's something now in Burbank, but I freaked out when I found out that you were working for K rock. Cause to me, it's the coolest radio station <laughs> in LA. <laughs> yeah. Still. Um, yeah. I was, I was pretty happy uh, to get in there. So, and like I said, and to be, where I'm at now compared to where I was, you know, when I started just in November. Uh, yeah. Cool. Where were you at in November? Well, like I said, I, I just started there. I was just one day a week. And so to be pretty right. much full time now within that time frame, um, I was thinking, you know, it's going to take six months. And within like a month and a half, I was already, you know, pretty well embedded with the morning show, which is if you're going to be in so radio, cool. that's, that's where the money is at. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So you've been kind of going through, you know, uh, since November, going through life with a job, which is awesome, because a lot of people I think are scrambling either to find work now or to get back to work in some capacity. So you've been super blessed to have this behind you. That's I hate using the word blessed. It sounds so live, laugh, love. I'll say lucky. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it makes you feel... (laughs) Wait, is this coming from the lady... What's your tattoo on your arm say? Like, remember or something? <laughs> oh, present. Present. <It's> present. <laughs> <laughs> Come I on now. Get if it right. If say blessed, it should be the lady with the present <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> um, no, but really, like, that's so much to be thankful for because there have been so many people that have just been kind of like, honestly losing it. Like a a lot of us who I've talked to on the podcast recently have just been kind of figuring out what to do with so much time. They're creative types, artists and musicians. They're trying to figure out like what the hell to do with so much time on their plates. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, I was, I mean, before that, I was just doing whatever the fuck I wanted. <laughs> it was pretty great. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, was, yeah. I, I, I take off, I go to, you know, Seattle for a month. I go to Texas for a month and a half. I go hike the mountain. I, you know, whatever. I play cards. You know, like how I like to play Magic the Gathering. I play cards whenever I want. Um, but uh, I had a good pandemic. I, yeah, I thought, for sure. I it was as a two-year vacation, I thought it was great. <laughs> and then for like, tell us a little bit more about Magic the Gathering because I got to see a little bit of how that game is played. And I understand like what a huge network of support that also has been for a lot of people. A lot of like, it seems like the more dudes, especially females too, a lot of chicks too, but a lot of dudes I talked to have really gotten into magic cards over the pandemic. Um, well, let's say it's the most um, complex game in the world, which I like to believe because I play it. Because that means I'm smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if that's true, <laughs> I'm smart. I know how to play the game. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I played it before the pandemic, but when the pandemic hit, you know, all the shops closed. And so I actually bought like a PC laptop just so I can play, you know, the version of it online that people play called Arena. And uh, and then I play like every day now. Uh, that's, like, that's like my morning oh. coffee to get my, to get my, mind like kind of up and running i sit down where i'm sitting right now and i play a couple games and i drink a red bull or a diet soda and that's how i start my morning before i head off to radio land yeah what's arena arena is the name of the platform for magic that you play with on on pc there's arena and okay. then there's magic the gathering online and Arena is just a, a more kind of streamlined version of Magic the Gathering Online. Magic the Gathering Online just has a like an obnoxious amount of clicks you have to do. Um, it's very gotcha. technical, um, but Arena is more like user fr- friendly. So what? That's also like uh, you're able to play with people all over, right? You don't have to. You're not subject, or is it something where you only let in a certain amount of people in your specific group? Oh no, there's um people yeah, all over like uh my girlfriend's from japan and i'll screenshot names that are in japanese and i'm playing against like what the fuck does this say and um, <laughs> <laughs> um like because yeah so you get matched with people all over the world in arena that's super cool because then you can kind of make connections with people and also not feel like you're you know playing alone it's a lot of fun and, or like not being able to play with a big group anymore you can play uh, yeah, online. I don't, I, I don't really feel like you make connections with people playing arena. Um, Cause just, no? You know, yeah, no, it's just some person. It's some, you know, faceless person um, that, I mean, you see their screen name, but other than that, you don't see them. Like you don't, you know, they can't really say much. All you have is like, uh, or already like pre approved set of emotes. You could even say like, you know, and they're very, oh. they're very like, um, minimal like you can say like hello or your go or fuck off i wish i wish you could say fuck off (laughs) 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 um but you can't say that either and then you have like little um like little emoticons like you can you can emote like a sleepy guy or um you know or or i could blow you a kiss when i'm kicking your ass and you're being a little bitch 
Uh, yep. <laughs> I have a guy who blows a kiss. That's so funny. I got a guy who does like I got a guy who does like that salt bay thing. Who like if you're being I can tell if you're being a little salty and you're like you're I, I, like you know the game's over and you they're just like roping you. They call it roping you. Where they like you're they're taking all their timeouts because you know they're gonna lose just being a dick. And then I, I get the little salt emoticon guy like ah oh, you're being salty. Um, and, I, and then I blow him a kiss. I go mwah. And I blow you a kiss. Um, He's all pissed that, off in his room. Mom! Yeah. <laughs> this guy's being a jerk! Um, but other than that, <laughs> I think the real connections you make are, you know, the ones you make in real life. Like, I've made, I don't know how many friends playing Magic in real life. So, yeah. I've had, yeah. I've had since, like, I started playing, which is, like, in 2008. And, like, I'm still tight with got those guys. And, you know, I've gone to conscious with these people and, and hung out and done all sorts of stuff besides just play cards. I think that's so cool. That's what I find like super powerful is just like finding like-minded people and friendships. Um, and what did you say you went to with them? Gone to concerts with them, you know, concerts and, you know, just hung out, gone to bars, gone to whatever. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I, for some, I thought I heard you say you were, you went to conscience and I was like, oh, is that some cool like ayahuasca dance club? <laughs> 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 We're going to conscience. Uh, yeah, it's an ayahuasca dance club, and uh, everybody <laughs> ends up puking in the corner. It's not much of they don't dance very well. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, when you come in, they give you your, so <laughs> yeah. When you come in, they give you your own little bucket. It's like, what is this for? Uh, for both ends, that's what it's for. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Right. Like I didn't think I was doing any golfing today. It's like, uh, those aren't for your balls, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so you've been playing, you know, you've been playing magic, you've been working on your on your uh on work, just on stuff on the radio. What else have you been doing just basically to I guess the question I've been asking is just to kind of cope through the last two years, because so much has happened. So much has happened, and it feels like one big blur of a long year. Um, what's something that you've done that's really like helped you cope or brought you joy other than, you know, this new experience working since November? Um, well, my dog, I just got a dog uh, a little over a month yeah. ago. Uh, I rescued her from the Inland Valley Humane Society. And that's so awesome. Decision. Yeah, it's the best decision ever made. Um, because ever since, you know, my, I broke up with my ex, she had two dogs. I got pretty attached to them. So when she left, I was, uh, I'd be sitting in my apartment alone. And, and then, especially when I, I do things like make a sandwich. I'm like, how come I don't have a dog right here asking for deli meat? This is some bullshit. I should have a dog. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then I went and I remember I, I was, uh, it was when I was, I first started working at the station or in the morning show. Cause I, I remember showing, uh, one of the girls I work with like a picture of a dog at the Burbank shelter. I'm like, I might get this dog. Uh, I make an appointment to go see this dog. Like I, he make an appointment to like have a date with a dog, you know, like, let me see if I vibe with this oh. dog. And, uh, <laughs> on the day of my appointment, the Burbank shelter called me and said that she had gotten adopted. And I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. Cause I was, it was, you know, one of those like, yeah, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be type of things. I wasn't going to force yeah. it. And I, and I wasn't really sure. I really wanted a dog, you know, like, I like to go out and do whatever I want, whatever I want. And, uh, 
And then I just got a wild hair at my ass. Just, and it was a perfect week. And I, um, I searched again for a dog. I saw her online and I'm like, she's pretty cute. I want to see if I can't go see it. That's probably on, on a Tuesday. I want to see if I can't go see her tomorrow. And then on a Wednesday, I drove out to Inland Valley Humane Society, which is kind of deep. I live in Burbank and that's all the way out in Corona. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is deep. Here's the other serendipitous thing. This all happened the week that one of our co-hosts had her baby. She was, And so we were off Wednesday through Friday. And so I had the time to go do this because normally I don't. And so Wednesday I went out there, uh, you know, met her, just saw her through a cage. They went, I was like, I put, she's like, you know, all happy to see anybody probably. But she's like, oh, <laughs> And I put my hand up to the cage. She's looking at my hand. They're all like, oh, no touching, please. I'm like, fuck, shit. All right, sorry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. And um, and then she had like a mass on her lip. And I was like, oh, so is that thing like, okay? Like, what is that thing? And like, oh, well, we're going to see if we can't get it removed when she gets spayed tomorrow. So why don't you call tomorrow, like around whatever, four, and we'll let you know how it turns out. And I said, okay. So I called on Thursday and he said, oh yeah, everything was fine. Um, we're going to give you an appointment tomorrow for 9 a.m., which is great because like they didn't have appointments. And if you didn't have an appointment, you had to wait till like one o'clock to get a dog. And oh, I'm like, okay, boom, let's go. Nine o'clock. I was there at 830 with a camping chair and, uh, and yeah, got this dog. And then ever since then, it's been great. I knew it was going to be awesome because even when they like first handed me her, you know, she had a cone around her neck. And um, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, here you go. And I'm holding her. And I'm like, okay, uh, I guess I'll get this dog. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then I knew it was like, I knew it was going to be pretty sweet when I get her in the car to drive her home. And, you know, I got like a whole blanket situation in the passenger seat for her to lay in. And instead of laying that, she just comes over and lays this in my lap on the drive home the whole time. Oh, my God. And uh, oh, my and, God. That's what she does every morning on the way to work. When we get to work, um, I take her. To, I haven't been without her since for over a month. I got her certif- wow. certified as a service dog. I take her to concerts and sick. <laughs> that is so awesome. And she's got the best quality of life now. Good for you. Yeah, it's that's great. super cool. She's a little. Is she a Dotson mix? She has to be some kind of Dotson mix. Yeah. Um, she's so know, cute and stocky. Yeah, you know what's funny? Our friend uh, Jeff Rousseau has this old joke. It's like what he was known by for in Seattle. He like, you know, he had like the whole thing on his on his Facebook. It was like his profile it was like, "I'm a wiener dog," or it might have been like his website <laughs> for a second. And uh, he had this joke about a wiener dog um, having sex with a Rottweiler, and that's exactly what she looks like. She looks like a, a <laughs> and she has Rottweiler marking. So I texted him like, Hey, what's that joke you have? Like it's a wiener dog and what? And he's like Rottweiler. I'm like, I think I just adopted the embodiment of your joke. And he started of he your like, joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, that's awesome. So that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's helped for sure to have a companion and uh, and to like have rescued an animal. It just feels so good. Yeah, There's then, a, I, the then I can make it makes me feel like I'm better than other people because I am. Because um, I am now. Yeah. <laughs> Burbank shelter is a fat eater. Is that you have to? I'm sorry. Um, 
I was weird yeah, is that now I'm, I'm figuring out like I gotta like there's like little things they don't teach you like you know or they don't teach you at all like being a dog owner especially when you take your dog with you everywhere because I carry her like yeah. in this kind of backpack thing and a lot of times I have her in the front and people just were like oh my god look at the puppy and come up and pet her oh and, yeah which I don't mind but some people get like real friendly <laughs> like like grabbed her head with both hands i'm like and i can't really tell how hard they're grabbing her head so i'm like uh, i gotta like kind of be better about checking people especially like when i go into like bars and you know people are drunk or whatever uh, i gotta be careful yeah. or, or last night you know the lady um at the bar was like oh we love dogs can i give your dog a treat and i'm like yeah she loves treats and she gave her like a biscuit that was kind of probably too big for her you know, and so she's uh-huh. trying to choke down. This, I quite literally choked down this biscuit, and I'm like, uh-huh. I, had to, I had to do the dad thing and like stick my finger down her throat and yank it out. <laughs> <laughs> and my buddy was like, I didn't even know you had that in you. I got it either. I didn't know I could do that. I just had to do it. I just fucking had to take care of my dog, man. I just had all this dog <laughs> slobber on me, and um, so I got to get better about like, okay, yeah, you give her a treat. Is it soft or can we break that apart? Because. I don't want my dog to choke and die in my arms. That'd be bad. The Um, territory, yeah. The territory of being a dog father. It is interesting, like, what pops, like, the natural instincts that pop in when you really care and you're caring and nurturing for something. Yeah. Um, It's funny, too, that someone would just outrightly want to grab your dog's face with two hands. Like, you wouldn't do that to a baby and a baby Bjorn. Or maybe people do. I don't know. It was weird. I was... At the Americana, which I'm never at the Americana, but I went yeah. to I went to the Museum of Neon Art. I think it's what it, what it is. It's pretty sweet. It's like a free museum there in Glendale. Um, oh yeah, I heard about this. Someone else was telling me about this. Yeah, so like we went out to have something to eat right across the street um, at the Americana afterwards, and we're sitting there, and some like older lady like was walking out and lost her shit. Like I, I wish I had it on tape. It was. <laughs> fucking weird man i'm like jesus this lady and like (laughs) behind her like her son and her her husband were like uh, like i I know it's crazy i know we're sorry she just loses it when she sees little dogs (laughs) 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 yeah grabs her with bows with your puppy like holy fuck this lady holy she needs her own papers yeah dude yeah i thought i thought uh I thought she might rip my dog's head off and take it with her. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I got to be better about setting boundaries or, you know, like, oh, yeah, hey, hey, calm down there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, we're learning. It's only, it's just been over a month. It's like you have a new baby. Sort of, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. But, Especially that you get to take her with you. Oh, yeah. Dude, so great. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty... I was just texting my boss the other day about, like... Because sometimes it kind of hits you, like, oh, man, this is pretty sweet. I got a pretty rad gig. I get to take my dog with me every day to it. Um, Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And and especially, like, like late, late, like, on a Friday or Saturday night after I've been drinking, but I'm like, well, I'm not going to text him at 3 a.m. I'm not going to be that guy. (laughs) But it it is pretty nice. That's awesome. So it sounds like things have actually been pretty much uh, 
you know, going on an upward level. Things have been going really strong. It's like, uh, it's funny what this year has taught us too when we've just been patient because now that we're coming out of it, it's like there's so much to look forward to, I feel like. Like the world is slowly opening back up and there's things that we can look forward to. Like there's shows back on the calendar. Um, I don't know, have you, book, have you booked any stand-up recently? No, I'm not, I'm not opposed to doing stand-up, but I think the hard part mm-hmm. for me is, is actually booking a, a show and a show that I would like to do. And any show I would like right. to do, like the booker doesn't know me from Adam. So it's like, it's, it's too, it's too much work to work. You know what I mean? I yeah, know. I no, I definitely so, know what you mean. And so right now, like being on the radio, um, and especially like every weekend now, like I'm going out and getting street audio. You know, I, it's fun. It's so funny. Um, like I go out and get street audio a lot of times up in that like promenade by the AMC in Burbank and I'll yeah. go do that. And there's been plenty of times I've gone to do that. And I haven't even fucking thought about flappers and it is a fucking stone throw away, you know? And That's I'm like, oh, right. I haven't, <laughs> and I, was like, I haven't thought I about flappers in a while like, either. Headline shows there. And I, I didn't think, and so like doing a street audio thing, definitely like kind of, help scratch that creative itch and yeah you know, it's been i know i did a show in august and uh and it's a, it's a lot because when i do shows i like to do like kind of a long set and uh and that was the first show i had done in two years and i did like a, an hour um and then i don't know it's just i don't know i don't know i don't know if i i got anything new to say <laughs> you know um i do yeah. i do know what you mean and it's like and there's such you know there's always going to be a new slew there's a, of kids there's always going to be a new slew of people but just watching all these faces come in now that i'm like i have absolutely hardly any idea who these people are and uh i was talking to an older friend of mine who's in the comedy industry and he was like oh yeah it's always going to be that way he's like the longer you do it the more you're going to feel it you're always going to watch these waves of new comedians you're going to watch some of them stick you're going to watch some of them go away some of them are going to make it you know it's it's just the way the nature of the beast some people go and get a job at insurance companies some people get married and quit it's like it's just the nature of it yeah and i'm i'm okay with that part it's just the part of especially in la this is it's like I said, it's too hard to get booked on a show that worth a damn. Um, if someone came to me, you know, I was like, hey, you want to do the show? And the show was dope. Sure, I'd go and prepare whatever, 10 minutes. But, I mean, preparing 10 minutes is enough work for, for me. <laughs> so I Yeah, no shit. I, I'm not trying to, you know. And plus, I wake up at 3 o'clock every morning. I'm not trying to kill myself. Um, yeah, no shit. And like, and that's why, you know, I haven't done a show in LA in a long time. Um, and the only reason I did a show in Seattle is because I had an open invite. You know, my buddy, you know, has a brewery up there and he was like, Hey, you come through. You want to do a show? Oh, cool. You know, let us know. I'm like, all right, sweet. And then, then that's the only reason I did it because I had that open invite. Um, and then it was like, okay, cool. So I have a venue. I don't have to do that part. So now I can just focus on, you know, preparing an hour of stand up, which is a, I, I, enough work especially if you haven't done a show in two years 
you know. Oh my God, it's so much work. It's so much work. And it does, it's like riding a bike. It's like when it's in you, it's in you and it comes back. But like, I just recently started doing more straight stand up, which, you know, when we were together, you knew me doing character work and wigs. And like, you took me to Seattle, you took me to the comedy underground, which I really fell in love with and showed me like a big part of that scene. And I was really involved in alt comedy at the time. And now I'm doing this whole, whole new bag where it's like, I, it's just me and I don't have to hide behind wig and glasses and it's just my material. And I'm learning a lot. It really makes you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. Um, and it looks fun. It looks like you're doing like really cool shows. Like I dig the, those backyard type of vibes. Um, me too. Yeah. Looks a lot of fun. Me too. I and the like, shows have been few and far between. Yeah. Wait, when I see those videos of you, like, oh man, who books that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sort of, I think that it's kind of natural too, as we've gotten older too, is just like priorities change too. And it's like, it's not that I don't want to be doing those things. I want to be doing those things, but I also am tired. We've been doing it a very long time, a very sure, long man. time. Yeah. I was thinking and about so, the other day. I, I started in 2003. I was like, yeah. So that's, that's 20 years next year. Like, fuck me. Yeah. Um, and it flies by. It goes by so stinking quickly. It's not seen fair. It years. Mm-mm. All it took was Mm-mm. 18 of it to find my voice. <laughs> 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 and a beautiful voice it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what kind of stuff do you do for the morning show, Jake? I basically, my main gig for the morning show is... I'm in charge of like all the audio. Um, so I, you know, I piece together the podcast and I take notes of when certain things are said that I think we can use for drops. Um, and, you know, I put clips together. I go out in the street, I get street audio. I put that in the system. I, you know, I do all that stuff. And then um, as a bonus now, I mean, it's been steadily, uh, like becoming more and more is that, you know, I'm kind of a bit character on the show. Um, yes. So that's a lot of fun. So I have like my own little office that I get to like decorate and light the way I like. So it's all kind of dark in there with like minimal lighting. Mm. And uh, I had this like kind of a mic intercon system that, you know, when they throw to me or there's something that I think I could chime in with, I just hit a button and I go on air with them. And, uh, so that's a lot of fun. So that's basically my gig. And then, you know, and then I voice track that show on Sundays. That's so, so cool. Yeah. That keeps you super, super busy. It does. Yeah. So, uh, like this last weekend, I was super busy. I basically worked, you know, seven days a week, um, or six days a week. No, seven oh. days really. Cause my Monday through Friday and then went out Friday night, got, street audio went out saturday night to hollywood and highland to get more street audio and then i had a voice track show on sunday and then we're back to it on monday so yeah Damn. super busy and again one, one more reason why i'm not dying to go do stand-up <laughs> like, yeah uh, yeah uh, good <laughs> oh my god i understand that one completely uh you Absolutely. know you could, uh, on top of that, I can go do a set at the comedy store. If I bring 10 people, I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I think I'm all set. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Just Thank coming, you. coming with the baby Bjorn. 
Yeah. Come in with the dog and the baby Jordan and you'll be booked immediately. She's just money. She's just walking money. (laughs) Yeah. I have I have friends now who want to just you know single guy friends who want to borrow her. like I'm gonna have to borrow that dog sometime. Hey man, whatever you want. Oh, I'm sure that's what I was gonna mention earlier. It's like man, it's a good thing you have a girlfriend, but it's kind of a shame you have a girlfriend right now because that's a serious like. <laughs> that's the other thing, man. It, it, Way to get chicks. Yeah, it's been a lot of changes. Actually, we we had our first date the Friday um, before my first show. Uh, a holy so, cow yeah so it's it's been like the dominoes have fallen really quick um everything's like lining up into this really cool place for you it seems like in the course of the last like six five to six months yeah and especially like the last two years like i said it was like a big for me it was like a two-year vacation and i got to have one last long vacation like, it was close to a month in seattle in the summertime which is still my favorite place on the planet and I got to float my river, yeah. you know, I, I float yes. the river every year for 20 plus years in a row now. And I floated that thing. Like, I don't even know how many times, like fucking 10 times. And, uh, and then I got to go back to Seattle, um, uh, in October and, you know, see a Seahawks game. I got to do all these things right before I got hired on and all these changes happen. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it seems very serendipitous and, uh, you know what? Very blessed. Very blessed. Yeah. <laughs> you can only say that because you're living in the present. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> that makes me so happy. I'm so glad that things are going so well. I'm so glad that things are like, you know, I've always really loved listening to you. I've always loved your voice. I've always loved watching you on stage. So it's just really cool to see that you're, you know, that you're happy and that you're performing in some sort of aspect. The fact that you get to do character shows and go out. And when you say go out onto the street, I imagine you're doing street interviews. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. And I mean, I have like an idea or, um, you know, there's a bit or an idea like the, uh, the thing for Friday I did was like, Hey, I'm going to show you a photograph of, of a guy and you tell me what you think you got arrested for. And it's a, it's, a, it's, a main, it's the main host's ID photo, right? And I'm and I'm getting I'm I'm looking for a certain response, and then uh, and then later, actually, sometimes it's fun to see the bit evolve just within the night, because then it was like, oh, he's a pedophile, he whatever did whatever, which is funny enough, but then it's like, oh, have you ever heard of the Klein Alley show on K Rock? Oh no, I haven't. Or what if I told you that the guy wasn't arrested? But this is Klein's ID from the show. And they're like, oh, fuck. And then it's even better to those follow-up questions that you think of, that you didn't think of when you started the bit. And then uh, and then Saturday was, um, this, like, we did this thing called Crosswalk Confessions. where our, That's why I went to Hollywood and Highland. Like, as we're crossing the street, mm-hmm. like, asking people, since it's, like, St. Patrick's Day today. Um, oh, right. I was asking people, like, what's the most regrettable thing you've done when you were drunk as we're crossing the street? which is a little bit of an unnecessary hurdle <laughs> to do. I could just yeah. go out. I could just, I could just ask you that. I don't need to cross street with you. <laughs> I think this is the last time. I'm, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'll just go up and ask people. Um, Cause that, for a while it was, 
like I was at the wrong side of the street. There's like all these other people on the other side of the street. And I'm like, I'll get someone and we cross street and they had this fucking worst answer. And I just waited two minutes for bullshit. Um, so <laughs> that, I, I don't need I to wait to cross like, the street with you. I don't need, I don't need unnecessary hurdles to get audio. Let's just get to the bit. Who gives a shit if I'm across the street or not? And I mean, no one knows anyway. I could just say I did. Who gives a shit? Um, Who gives a shit? Yeah. That's but, great. Uh, That's great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, those are the, and every week it changes. Um, so, uh, but that's, that's a kind of hard thing for me really is to think of those ideas. I think, uh, you know, the way I've always operated is like even before it, when I was at all, like one of the things that would have me do is write like sweepers. And those are the things that play between songs. And, you know, sometimes they want a topical sweepers, you know, and some kind of quip or joke mm-hmm. or whatever. And like, Hey, give us five quips or jokes. And I'm like, that's not how I operate. How about you give me five ideas you want me to write a joke about? And I'll write five jokes for each idea. We need to say five things. Like there's just too many things I can't. And I, yeah. like, my mind can't grasp it. Is there's too many ideas. It's like being in a rushing river and trying to catch a fish. You know, you got to give me yeah. a, a net and how about you give me a fish and I'll cut it up the way you want. Um, and that's kind of how it works. That's how I do it. Like on Friday, I'll have a powwow with the team. Like, what do you guys think the question should be this weekend? Like when I go out and then you give me a question and I'll work with that. And I, I, this, this is the way I operate. I think I would manage very similarly. I totally understand what you're saying with that, where it's like, there's just too much. So if we narrow it down and you give me a ballpark, then I can knock it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's really cool. So it sounds like to cope throughout like everything that's been going on, basically, you've had a lot of awesome support through, you know, friends and family. You've been able to get this sweet job. You've been able to get a really supportive girlfriend and a dog. I mean, things are really going awesome, which makes me so, so happy. Um, I wanted to ask you too, just as we're kind of, I know you have to get to work this morning. Jake and I are recording this morning at four fucking AM because he's my friend and I love him and I really wanted him on the podcast. So I woke my ass up super early so I could get him. Um, what are, do you have any recommendations, anything that you're reading or anything that you're listening to any band, any artist, anything that you would say, okay, this is really good or this has kind of changed my perspective or anything along those lines. Uh, we know me, I'm, uh, I'm always digesting new music. Um, I recently got into a band called Karangbin. I like them a mm-hmm. lot. It was really kind of funny how it happened too. Um, I became pretty close friends with a mutual friend's friend. Um, one of the other things I got to do recently, right before I got a job was, like go out for this bachelor party weekend and then be a part of this wedding. Um, <laughs> and, and I, uh, I had met this guy before, you know, he was part of the wedding party and part of the, the bachelor crew for the weekend. We had a big bear during Oktoberfest and we kind of, bonded Oh, more. how cool. Yeah. We kind of bonded more then. And, you know, so I was, I had never online dated. Right. And I was trying online mm-hmm. dating and I went out with this girl a couple of times and she got me into um, a guy named Leon Bridges. I don't know if you know who that I is. I love Leon Bridges. Mm-hmm. So Leon Bridges, I started looking him up and I'm like, oh, he's playing the Wiltern, like coming up. I'm like, oh, how much are tickets? 
they're like $150 a piece. Like, I don't like them. Yeah, much. I know exactly the show you're talking about because I wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so uh, I was like, well, it was right when I was starting to get hired. I wasn't, I, I don't think, I might have been hired, but I, w- I hadn't been on air yet. It's going to be like a couple more weeks before I was like official, official. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to ask my boss if they could hook up tickets for this thing. And I told this girl, I'm like, hey, you know, if I get tickets, uh, I can go. I'll let you know what happened. She's like, okay. And then uh, I got tickets. And then I was like, I didn't tell her. And I was driving. And I was like, no, and this might be better if I brought dude bro instead of this chick. And so, and so instead of t- I'm like, uh, hey, do you like Leon Bridges? She's like, oh, yeah, I love Leon Bridges. And then I'm like, oh, sweet. All right, let's go to this concert. And we had a great That's time. That's it. We're going. And, and I had to, I never talked to that girl again. <laughs> and what's, what's funny is Karangbin has done, now they've done two EPs with Leon Bridges. Like they're both from Texas, right? And so he took Whoa. me to Karangbin the next week, uh, which is the week you might remember. Um, and the night, they did three nights at the Greek. And one of those nights was the night the tree fell in the parking lot. I don't know if you read about that, but it made the news. Um, so I was mm-hmm. there that night, the night the tree fell. And uh, Oh, my God. And so I like Kerrang been a lot. And then, you know, sometimes I just find stuff that pops up on certain, you know, I'll put in a song into like my YouTube on my TV and then it'll play and I'll get into something else. Oh, my, my, uh, when I went to Seattle um, in late October um, or in October, mid-October, whatever it was. Uh, my best friend up there, his favorite band is Rufus Du Soul. Do you know who that is? Um, no. But he, it was the weekend that he put out a new record. And I was like, dude, I dig this. And uh, I came back and then they played uh, a, like a super short mini tour. I think he did a couple nights in LA. Uh, and I got tickets to that. And he was thinking about coming down for it and then never showed up. So I just went with my new girlfriend and I like Rufus. Like Kareem Ben, I found this, found this, you know, and sometimes I'll put in stuff in the, in the mix and I start with one band and YouTube will find me another band that is similar. I found this band. It's called, yeah. Uh, oh, I got it right here. <laughs> I get so many, I still buy CDs. <laughs> I love that. I that, love that so much. This is a band called Long Distance Calling. It's some prog band out of, I don't know, fucking Germany or some shit. Um, and I got a couple of their CDs. I got one in my in my car that I've digested. I haven't even put this one in yet, um, but I like them a lot. Um, I got a, I got tickets to see uh, Mogwai coming up. I like Mogwai Very a lot. Cool. Um, oh, and then I'm super stoked for. Um, I got tickets to see Jawbreaker because they're doing a 25th anniversary of uh, Dear You, which is like my favorite record when I was in high school. And face to face is opening awesome. up, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be stoked with that. Oh, you know who else I like? Uh, I got into the Wombats. Um, we had we had um, an email come through going, "Hey, uh, you got we're we're offered VIP tickets to see the Wombats if anybody's interested." And I was like, "I never I even heard of the Wombats." I'm like, "The Wombats, sure. Let me check out the Wombats." So we. Started kind of listening to Wombats. I'm like, oh, you got a couple cool songs. That's all right. And uh, and then the day of the show comes up and I wasn't going to go. I was like, fuck, I'm not going to Wombats. Uh, <laughs> and you know what did it was uh, 
I go into work and I, it was a Friday and I'm voice tracking. I think this show was either that night or a Saturday night. I forget. And I, and I go in to say bye to the DJ and the, my, like the boss, my second, my second in command boss was in there. The guy who sent the emails out and I, you know, I asked him to get me on the list and I go in there to say bye to the DJ. He's in there. And he's like, so, Hey, Wombats tonight. Right. I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, one thing. <laughs> and then I got this super, and I got this super nice email from the record rep who's like, "Hey, hit me up when you get here. I would, I would love to buy you a drink." Oh. Like, All right, I should probably go to this thing. And plus, I'm like, I want to test out if they'll let me bring this dog in, right? So might as well let's go to a mm-hmm. show where I don't, where I don't give a shit if I get in or not. Uh huh. And she got in. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. I gotta tell you, right before that happened, I started digesting the new or the latest Wombats record, and it's really good. And you're um, like, and I loved it, so it all works yeah, out. I had a great time. We walked in right when they were playing like one of my favorite songs. I'm like, oh, this is sick. Um, oh, that's great. Oh uh, yeah, I love that. The way <laughs> that all winds up though, and you're getting an email like, "Fuck, I guess I'm gonna see the Wombats tonight." <laughs> <laughs> I guess I gotta go be VIP at this fucking free concert. <laughs> Yeah, you always have the best opportunities. Like you always had great tickets when you were working at nine eight seven too. Like you took me to see the fucking Pixies for Christ's sake. Like I've gotten to see so many cool shows from you. Do you know who? Um, I just discovered this band called Low Cut Connie. Have you heard of them? Have not. I like them a lot. You should check them out. They're a really fun band. Really, really fun band. But it's always Low fun to get recommendations Connie. from you because you have good taste. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Jake, I know that you've got to take off and get back to doing your morning show, but I just want to thank you so much for joining me and thank you for talking to the people, to the folks. And um, yeah, I love you and I just want to I wish you the best. Thank you so much. Uh, you too. Make sure you give me a really good intro when you cut this thing up. Okay, I will. I'll try. It's so <laughs> early. <laughs> Bye, Jake. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Morning with Megan, podcast produced by Arlo Sanders, artwork by Joy Mamie, and hosted by me, Megan Parks. Please join my Patreon at patreon.com slash morningwithmegan, where you can get access to brand new episodes early and even some video footage if you want to see what we look like while we're talking and not just what we look like while we're listening. You know what I mean. <laughs>